Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, Matt Donald here. This is the part where I tell you about my Patreon. And guess what? I still have a Patreon at Patreon.com slash Matthew Donald. There you can buy, well, I, I guess find, but I guess buy is the trick term. That was a bit of a Freudian slip there, but that is correct. You can buy slash find bonus content um, about pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. And this month, uh, we're having a bit of a wild card because I'm in a rut here where I'm recording this later in the month rather than earlier. So it's going to be one of three things, three very different things. It's either going to be Walking with Dinosaurs, the documentary, The Valley of Guanji, Ray Harryhausen, stop-motion animated film about cowboys and dinosaurs, or Ratchet and Clank, Tools of Destruction, the game that has alien dinosaurs in one level. It's going to be one of those three things. So enjoy whichever one it is. Link is in the description before you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support and have a good day. The show continues to be as professional as ever. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that, like a 90s dinosaur arcade game, is full of primal rage. <laughs> I love that game. I know, it's great. Uh, I did it on the Patreon once. Anyways, my name is Matthew Donald, and each week, I in a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week, I'm joined by my fellow Primal Rage player from the 90s. It's been O'Regan. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Hi, everyone. And sorry for screwing up Matt's intro. That <laughs> <It> wasn't intentional. <laughs> There's nothing to screw up at this point. It's like beating... It's it, The horse is truly dead. Like, nothing to beat anymore. <laughs> like, it's, it's just a undead horse at this point, and then we kill it again. Uh, undead horse? No, yeah, that's just so, scary. Yeah. So, sounds like what the Headless Horseman would ride or something. I like those thestrals from Harry Potter. Oh, something like the Nightmare or whatever, some kind of black Nightmare type horse thing. I'll have to check my mythology. I just remember seeing it as an old Zoo Tycoon 1 mod. Oh, God. I've been playing... So I I got... um, Again, we've talked about this in terms of abandonware, Mm. where this is like a legal gray area. And plus I own the game, but this way I I have a new CD crack of Zoo Tycoon. I've already installed the game, Mm. but this way I don't have to play the CD in it. I can just play it like a digital I do that myself with a lot of non-Steam stuff because I'm just sick of constantly having to juggle discs, especially since you can't really get physical gaming media anymore. Not for the computer. I know, which on one hand I kind of miss, but the other hand I think is very convenient. Yeah. So. It's a double-edged uh, sword, like was... on one hand, if you break the disc, well, that's it. You've got to pirate it to get it again or rebuy it. But um, right. and to, for any people listening, no, I'm not endorsing piracy. 
But um, well, well, no. Again, this is the whole thing with Zoo Tycoon and other stuff. It's kind of abandoned. Where you can't get it on Steam, you can't get it on good mm. old games, you can't get it anywhere except for like old game places. Yeah, the same with um, Operation Genesis. Operation Genesis Sim Theme Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember that it's just, one? <laughs> just uh, quickly summarize what I was saying. Basically, physical medium is advantage. It's yours, your own. If there are changes made to distribution in the future, and with something that's not only digital now, you can keep the uncensored version, like in stream case. But um, also, right. um, with digital, you've got it forever as long as um, they. It's not a scummy as company as- that like you don't get banned and lose your collection, which is a downside. Which with physical media, you don't have to worry right. about. And if and like if and obviously if if the digital thing you have it is on a computer and you manage to put it on the internet, then it's truly forever as long yeah. as the internet. Doesn't you do run to these zones, yeah. so it's where um I think like there was controversy um recently, or it might have been last year, um this year, but. Ubisoft was going to be removing a bunch of games from, um, like, the older Assassin's Creed games from Steam. Oh, yeah. And uh, like, I think oh, no. the controversy no was, that it, um, was that it was going to seem to, like, actually pulling them from your library as well, which is like, no, you oh, can't that do sucks. that. That's actually theft. They paid for it, It's but then, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the scare. Anyways, yeah. I was going to say real quick, yeah. uh, I was playing Zoo Tycoon, and I just mm. made a mythology zoo, and what I did is I just, I took mm. the random animals they had and just named them. Like after I didn't have any downloads or anything, I just oh, named yeah. the animals uh, certain mythological creatures that were they cl- they were close-ish to. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. So, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, but no, um, you know, with uh, those uh, abandonware games, you better keep an eye out to make sure no one's watching you down. And speaking of which, <laughs> the internet does like to, or not the internet, the government and then the various agencies like to make you think that they're actually checking your IP at all times, but. Maybe they are oh, in some cases, but like, if you just go onto it, <laughs> even if you don't have a VPN, if you just go onto a standard torrent sign download something, the chances of you actually getting caught are basically non-existent. You've got to be like well, one of... I mean, like, I don't even download torrents anymore. Yeah. I, I, I just... I, I occasionally get abandonware, like occasionally, from like abandonware websites. But yeah, but I'm just that, using like, that as like... an example. Yeah, but like... Like when people are like, oh, we gotta hide your, you know, get a VPN so the government doesn't see what you're looking for. I don't give a crap what yeah. the government sees. Like, like, it, like, what are they gonna find on my computer? Yeah. I'm not under any, like, I'm not on government watch, so yeah. they're not looking out for me, and so mm. they're not gonna watch out for me. What are they gonna find? The worst thing they find is like, oh, this guy looks at porn. Everyone does. To quite Avenue Youth, the internet is for porn. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Why you think the net was born? Born, born, yeah. born. I'll leave it up to you if oh, you're I mean, keeping or censoring that part because I don't know what the policy on this Oh, no, is. that part's fine. I mean, look, it's fine. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> it's, anyways, Just keep an eye out. And speaking of which, Ophthalmosaurus. Yeah. And again, sorry for the tangents, people. You should be used to it by now with me. <laughs> you're definitely used to it. We are nearly 200 episodes into this show, and mm. if you're not here for the tangents, you're not here at mm. all. <laughs> so... Okay, so it means eye lizard, called such because it has an enormous eye. I think it might be the largest eye of any vertebrate animal known. Hmm. Probably the only like, thing bigger or equal to it, and it's not a vertebrate, would be like squid eyes on the giant squids. Yeah, the, those are the bigger ones, yeah, the giant squids, yeah. like. Uh, so yeah, so it, uh, its type is an ichthyosaur, a group of marine reptiles that are basically lizard dolphins, hmm. and in the Triassic heyday, lizard whales. <laughs> like, <laughs> And if people are wondering, um, or they're probably not, the main reason why um, they have the shark-like way of swimming instead of the mammalian up and down scene in dolphins and whales 
It's purely due it's to spinal movement, because um, the way the mammalian spine have, d have developed, it's more efficient to go up and down than side to side. I actually had an interesting uh, speculative evolution idea mm. on that note, of if there was going to be like a mammal snake, like what kind of cr creature would it evolve from, and how would it slither? It's actually a very good question. Uh, I, th I decided it would be like a mustelid, like an otter or something. Well, it makes sense. I mean, and you look at the way its... some of their bodies are. Yeah, and then uh, it slithers up and down, kind of like the way, like you see a sea serpent in the old, yeah. in the old illustrations. But like, obviously, not that high up and down, exactly. Mm. But in that sort of way, where it kind of undulates. I don't know any idea why that would evolve, but then why did snakes evolve out? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if there's gonna be a mammal snake in the future, I reckon it's from like an otter or a weasel yeah. or something. I mean, I don't. I'm no expert when it comes to how like biology of mammals and that and what's plausible or not. But I could actually see that evolving. It's probably unlikely, but it could happen in the right circumstances. A bit like that serena oh, world sure. of birds had a. Birds that started like evolving smaller and smaller eggs as they developed larders for the young. That eventually they shed the shell, and their eggs were basically like amphibian eggs to an extent, and it allowed them uh, like to a, become a clade like, uh, known like as a, metamorphs. So they were able to like completely yeah, reset their evolutionary like potential, developing yeah. tails, teeth, and proper hands again. Oh hmm. man! And that's where you get yeah. placental birds. Evolution's great. <laughs> Speculative evolution's great, man. May it never die. No, oh, it never will. Still thriving even twenty years after the future is wild. There's gonna be a. There's gonna be a big. Uh, I'm sure there's gonna be a big, big budget reboot sort of idea of the future is wild. I mean, not necessarily in that IP, but some sort of new version of that. I'd rather they just it's do a proper adaptation of Dougal Dixon's After Man and just fix up the plausibility a bit. Right. Anyways, <laughs> Thomasaurus size: thirteen to fifteen feet, stretch four to four point five meters long. Mm. 2,000 pounds, 900 kilograms. It was a carnivore. Time, late Jurassic, 165 to 157 million years ago. So earlier mm. than when uh, Walking with Dinosaurs depicted it in uh, 148 million years ago, I think is when that one took place. Actually, almost everything in that episode was was actually from far earlier, except for Lyle Pluriton. <laughs> so uh, tins happen, plus just because it's not found in that particular range doesn't mean it might have extended into the or closely related species, for all we know. Oh, for sure. Also, uh, on that note, some scant material from the Spillsby sandstone formation indicates it might have lived a little bit later, actually into the very early Cretaceous period, up to 143 million years ago. Huh. So, hmm. so potentially it lived late Jurassic it's, a little bit into the early Cretaceous. It's interesting, so. going back to just the bit you mentioned before, and I know this is the trait from Ophthalmosaurus itself, but that the heyday of the ichthyosaurs, while they were still very diverse in the Jurassic, was actually the Triassic, and I think that comes down to, like, because that's where all the big buggers lived. Um, I think there's yeah, down... like the Shawneesaurus and Shastasaurus, yeah. those whale I'm wondering ones. if that if it comes down to both because you had the Tealoy, so you pronounce it, um, radiation of fish in the Jurassic, where which is the predecessors to modern raven fishes. Um, oh yeah, but yeah. also um, they were getting competition um, niche-wise from the plesiosaurids and um, the pleosaurs. Yeah, the Pleosaurs, and then, mm. and then the Cretaceous, the Mosasaurs, I think that was the killing blow for them. I think the Mosasaurs actually evolved I don't think they really ever... quickly after they died out. And, um, like, while yeah, the... I'm fairly certain there was no overlap yeah. between Mosasaur and Ichthyosaurs. Yeah, I so, think, yeah. Um, from what I remember reading, again, don't quote me, it's not cost for everyone, but, so, but um, they find a bit like how we now know that um, theories from the time Walking Dance was about um, pterosaurs were wrong they were actually still thriving that just not quite as diverse as they used to be but um and how yeah, they're no longer yeah, all depicted as shorebirds essentially 
But um, we now think right. that the handful of reduced um, plesiosaurid, um, no, ichthyosaurid, sorry, um, diversity in the Cretaceous didn't mean they were actually on the decline. They were just um, specialised in a particular role now, and that left them more vulnerable. Oh, for sure. So, um, but they weren't in some well, kind also, of like, long-term just... decline as fought. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, like the, uh, the, uh, we we have we just are constant, constantly putting pieces of an incomplete puzzle together, yeah. and like there's so many things we might get wrong, like. For yeah. example, like, yeah, who knows? Maybe there were Cretaceous ichthyosaurs that we just haven't found or what we might ever, mm. might ever find because the formations aren't yeah. there. Because so many of the formations are only from certain places in certain times, and there are certain times mm. and places that don't have formations from that time yeah, and place. Yeah, that's just the problem so, with the fossil work in general. Like, especially while seabeds tend to be a bit better um, if you can find their sites at preserving things because it's under the water and sediment drops. Um, yeah. it's just, I'm sure there's... are going to get yeah. a complete record. Um, like, the... The couple, I think close to a thousand species of dinosaur identified now, if I recall, um, if not right. a bit, a, a bit under or a bit over. But um, that's only a fraction of whatever existed because, again, unless we get a time machine, we're at the mercy of the fossil record and geology, which uh, there, there might be really fickle. There might be more advanced ways for <laughs> us to get certain uh, yeah. uh, fossils in the future. Like, maybe we can get submersibles that hunt for fossils that are buried in the depths of the ocean. <laughs> or, like, maybe there are formations that are underneath other formations that we can't reach right now because they're underground. True. There's also the whole why would you want to dig down so deep in certain areas, like cities built on certain spots, you can't dig under there. It's sewers and everything. Right, but but if you dig deep enough, you might hit another formation from a certain time yeah, period. Yeah, I get you. So that's why I'm. Th that's why. I'm yeah, like, yeah, like right where I buy I live, uh, Dinosaur Ridge. There's like mm. the cutoff point between two formations, and you can see it. Uh, it's like there's on one side of the hill is Cretaceous formation, and the other side is Jurassic. Which one's Dinosaur Ridge? Is really that the Colorado Range one? How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Yeah, yeah, it's right up here. It's, uh, me my Megazoic books were sold at the gift shop there for quite a while. Oh, that's so, right. Because yeah. uh, I volunteered there. 
Uh, and because I volunteered there, uh, I think I told this story. In 2018, a Universal executive came down and invited us all to an early screening of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So I saw it a week before it came out officially from like a, a special screening that hosted by Dinosaur Ridge. And I think that's brilliant marketing from Universal to go to dinosaur places to get the hype going. Oh, that's pretty cool. So yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed Fallen Kingdom. I saw it a week ahead of time. Hmm. Uh, but anyways, so... Uh, where was I? Uh, described in 1874, pop culture appearances, Walking with Dinosaurs, where it's the featured creature of the episode Cruel Sea, and the preschool-aimed and always dependable show Dinosaur Train, and also the Jurassic Park Builder mobile game, the predecessor <laughs> to Jurassic World, the game, the other Ludia <laughs> game. Ludia. I've never touched any of this mobile stuff. Mobile games. Oh, uh, good for you. I'm too sucked in. I can't help it. I Jurassic World the game has my soul. Oh, if were probably PC, on PC, I'd probably have gotten sucked in, but I just refused to play any game on cell phone. How I didn't start oh, reading fanfics on my phone until um, recently because I realized you could download them as PDFs on the phone, and then I got something to read when I'm taking a loo break at work. <laughs> for sure. But no, like, yeah, I'm pulling up Jurassic World the game right now. Let's see. All the timers. Oh, let me go. Oh, that just reminds me I gotta silence my phone here because it made a noise there. Uh, uh, all right, so I've got a timer here. I can get some card with some new stuff in six hours. What? And then I've got, yeah, uh, like cards of new stuff uh, that have like new like new resources or whatever. Oh like, right, right. Boom, Cell phone boom. game monetized. Mark transaction. Yeah, that's what I'm talking fist. about. And then in like four days, this thing will hatch. And uh, let's see. Hold on. Ooh, I got some some cash here from this. Boom. 19 yeah. hours for more food. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Or I can speed it up. Pardon my French, because I'm not judging yeah. you for playing it, but fuck that. Oh, no, I would. I wish I didn't play it. I wish I couldn't. I wish I hmm. I wish I could stop playing it. It's predatory as hell, but I'm yeah. sucked in. It's all the psychological tricks it uses to keep idiots like me playing have worked on me. Steam so. does the exact same Close thing it. with its sales, so we all end up buying a heap ton of games on Steam for the cheap that we never actually end up playing. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, I'm saving money. This game I'll never play. That's normally sixty dollars. Is suddenly thirty dollars. Or it's five bucks. Even though I'll never play it, and it'll more likely spend zero dollars mm. on it. I'm gonna get it on sale. Mm. <laughs> I'm saving money. <laughs> uh, so I'm Thomasaurus. Uh, yeah, so it, I actually quite like that in the Walking with Dinosaurs episode, they didn't just use Ichthyosaurus or uh, Plesiosaurus. Yeah. They used Ophthalmosaurus and Cryptoclitus. So. Yeah, they tried to find something a bit more unique. Also, to be fair, like, Ichthyosaurus is not from the late Jurassic. It's from the early Jurassic, and actually a little bit into the Triassic, too. Mm. So it makes sense that they would Plus, go there's with... only so much you can do with uh, Ichthyosaur depictions, because, I mean, while they're diverse-ish, um, the fossil... And you can probably pick out, like, whether they specialize in ammonites or fish to a degree. You can't really show that in the thing, because by the Jurassic, they're all generally moderate to small size, whereas if you want the big boys, you've got to go to the... Triassic, as we right. said, and even but then the body plans exactly the same. It's not like with whales and dolphins, where you got several varieties of dolphin body design, baleen, and so on. Well, I mean, like the big ones, like they don't have the dorsal fins. I don't think. True. Like, the, like, it, like Ophthalmosaurus does. But they've so. all got the general same uh, thing. The only real change in body shape, other than size, is that some of them are more bulbous right. than tear shaped. Oh, so Ophthalmosaurus, like, it was a real wastebasket taxon. Mm. Well, actually, it's like the opposite of wastebasket taxon. Rather than a lot of things being named Ophthalmosaurus, there were a lot of other species that eventually got absorbed into the Ophthalmosaurus genus. These include Apatodontosaurus, and Ancamunia, Baptanodon, Molisaurus, Paraophthalmosaurus, Undorosaurus, and 
Yasikovia. Dinosaur names are stupid, but... I guess even worse when you get, like, um, grown to, like, I can't blame them for trying to not run out of names, but, like, you look at, like, some of the dinosaurs in East Asia, like, some of the Chinese ones, and they're, like, purely Chinese names or purely Latin names. Which I get, they're trying to do more local names. Yeah, but then when they try to mix Latin and the local thing, it doesn't always work very well. Like, yeah, like, my favorite example of that is Sean Honosaurus. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, X-A-U-N-H-A-N-O-Saurus. So, after the Sean Han region in China. Yeah, so, like, Sean so. Han Lizard, I get the naming, but it would have been better to use a Chinese word meaning lizard. Sean Hong Long. Yeah. <laughs> like, Chinese, Sean Hong Dragon. I saw a really funny meme mm. on a paleo, paleontology group I was on on Facebook yep. uh, before it, it got zucked, <laughs> which was the term. Uh where it's like, so you remember that scene in Black Panther where uh, Chadwick Boseman's in the ancestral realm, he's talking to the ancestors, like, you were wrong! All of you were wrong! I, uh, to turn a box on the rest of the After so, Killmonger temporarily kills him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, someone took that scene, and it's like, this is what Ch- a paleontologist finding Chinese dinosaurs. You are long! All of you are long! <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like Guang Long, you know, Mei Long, Shuman Long. Like. Uh, this is going to be a bit creepy, but you can get quite funny with Chinese names. Like, um, I don't know how accurate the translation was, but like one of the Chinese terms for might have been King or Emperor was like the Wang. And I was suggesting it to this guy who does alternate history stuff, and he's like this Asian theme round. You could have like the Wang Long for like... Um, like basically <laughs> King Dragon I'm such a child and he just went like I well I, w- I didn't even think about it at the time it's so like yeah long. I'm not going to make penis jokes basically he said oh god and like, I wasn't even suggesting that I didn't even click okay, yeah Wang Long uh, I'm such a child it could have been pronounced <laughs> in another way I knew like to use um, a franchise I quite like is Dynasty Warriors but like um, yes, yes, up, is... um, up until the 6th game like they pronounce like Sal Sal is Cow Cow for the English dubs, oh, and yeah, it's yeah. actually Sal, or Sal Sal. Oh, that makes mm. sense. So. Well, it's interesting. Mm. But, like, there was an episode of, of a show I liked uh, on Netflix called The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and she goes to this class at one point, and this, I think, Korean, or Thai, Thai uh, somewhere in East Asia, I feel bad for not knowing, uh, exactly, his name is Dong, and so she's like, hey there, Dong, and she chuckles because she's kind of mature. And then she's like, "My name is Kimmy." And then the Dong is like, "Oh, cool! In my language, that means penis." (laughs) (laughs) Reverting the joke, inverting the joke. Anyways, Ophthalmosaurus. But yeah, so Ophthalmosaurus got its name because the the lateral area of the cranium was almost entirely occupied by the animal's massive eyes. Uh, those eyes are about 8.7 to 9.1 inches in diameter, uh, which is 22 to 23 centimeters. Now, to be fair, I'm assuming that's the eyeball or the eye sockets, hmm. and obviously the lid would make would cover a lot of it. Makes like, sense. Because, like, our eyes, if you look at them, are actually a lot bigger than a lot of people realize. The problem is they're mostly in our skulls and covered in eyelids, so... The thing about this eye, it kind of leads credence to the idea that either Ophthalmosaurus was a night hunter or a deep sea hunter. Either of those Somewhere could where be... it really needs to soak up mm. every bit of light it could. It could so. even overlap. It could be both. Yeah. Now, obviously, like, it, it probably it couldn't go too deep because yeah. of 
the fact that then there'd be no light at all, mm. and then those eyes eyes would be useless. Um, mm. Although some animals can dive way deeper mm. than you might think, mm. I've learned this recently. Elephant seals can dive up to two kilometers deep, and they <laughs> do it in the search for clams. Death. All right. <laughs> you can swear if you want. I'll just have velociraptors. I know. I was just like, what? Censor it. There's this really funny footage I've seen because someone shared this like th thing that showed like how deep the sea goes and how deep animals dive. And someone's like, wait a minute, elephant seals at 2,300 meters? What the hell? And then it's like someone shared this like funny image of a uh, <laughs> this funny video of these deep sea divers. They're in the bottom of the ocean, about 2.3 kilometers deep, yeah. and you know they ha the only light is there from their camera, right? And they're looking at the seabed, they're looking at the crabs, and then suddenly, out of the blue, an elephant seal comes up to the camera. It would be kind of scary if it wasn't so dumb looking, because like the eyes are reflecting off of its, off uh, the, the lights reflecting off its eyes. But seals are pretty stupid in general. Oh yeah, but seals are like closely related to dogs, right? So yeah. imagine it's like whenever you see a dog put its nose in front of the camera. That's kind of what this elephant seals do. Like, oh, what's this? Hello, guys. <laughs> are you help, gonna help me find for clams? <laughs> I'm looking for clams. I just see this. I'm sure the the who let the gungan in. <laughs> I know. I'm sure, like, these, these scientists in this deep-sea submersible were like, what the hell? I did not expect to see an elephant seal down here. And he's just like, oh, I'm just searching for clams. Imagine you're just alive. down there and, like, you just see something come by and it's like, okay, the hell is it? And you're like, oh, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> so I imagine that's what, that's, I imagine that's what a thomasaurus is doing. It's just, <laughs> occasionally just goes down. Also, it, 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 the teeth of a thomasaurus are indicative of going, being good against soft uh, prey. Mm. Like, so not, they probably wouldn't have hunted the Ammonites. Not like what was shown uh, in the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think it's shown in the show that the baby was were trying to bite the Ammonites. Oh, that's right. And they realized that they were too tough. My so, bad. Yeah, they hunted, like, squids and fish. Yeah, they hunted squids Hadn't and fish. Hadn't seen it for a so. while, so me stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, but uh, uh, there's, like, later... Uh, Ichthyosaurs like Platy Platyterygius, uh, which had which had enough teeth and more robust jaws to hunt large prey, including turtles and birds. Ooh. So, so yeah, but not this guy. This guy was like exclusively like soft, uh, yeah, yeah soft, uh, soft prey. So yeah, so I was probably uh, hunting yeah, no. not heavily armored fish. Yeah, and it would have had to what in real life it would have to watch out for like Pliosaurus and stuff, but not Leopleurodon. Or if it didn't have life for Leopleurodon. It'd be okay because it'd be like only seven meters rather than twenty-five. Yeah. So, I also don't think Leopardon probably would have gone that far out of the way. I mean, granted, if it's smaller, then it's closer in size. But like, why would mm -hmm. the twenty-five foot one bother with something so bloody small? Well, it's not even that much smaller. It's like half the length. Four meters versus seven meters. Oh, I mean, if it were the size walking with D depicted as, it's like why is something? Oh, like walking that? with dinosaurs did it. Well, like, yeah, th at that point, yeah, there's no point really. Like. It'd be like That's Tyrannosaurus trying like... to... Basically like the Lamb Before Time, granted the implications that his sharp tooth was starving, but like, why is it pursuit? Well, starving and also they hurt his eye. Mm. So Plus there seemed to be like... Because one of the interpretations for it that I think Spielberg shot down, um, because that, um... What's his name? Um, Don Bluth on the go was that. There was, it was sort of like an evil spirit kind of thing. Is yeah, that... like where the dinosaurs were kind of in a purgatory and the Great Valley was like heaven heaven yeah because like yeah i've heard that theory too where like the earthquake at the beginning is actually the dinosaur extinction so they yeah. all die 
and the, the, the kids have to find their way through purgatory to heaven. Mm. And in which case, Sharptooth would be a literal demon. Yeah. So. Which also fits which makes like, sense um, based on how um, yeah. apparently um, the Narnia books ended like um, a bunch oh, yeah, of in creatures the last got, battle. Yeah, got left behind or some shite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, so on that lovely note, let's rate up Thomasaurus when I 65 million. I'm going to rate it like a 42 million. I, I think it's cool. It doesn't have too much distinctive from other Ichthyosaurus other than it's yeah. bigger and lives later. But other than that, like, it's kind of just poor man's Ichthyosaurus. I'll probably rate it 12.5 million, which is roughly 25% just because the big eyes actually freak yeah. me out. Oh, I, I could see that for sure. Imagine again, like with that elephant seal, with the eyes reflecting off. Imagine that thing reflecting off. If you're just in a submersible, the deep, the depths of the Jurassic Seas. <laughs> so, uh, imagine if Michael Marvin, a watch out! Like those biolumins and paraserolophus. You're like, what the hell is that? Oh, uh, did you know? Speaking of it, uh, Jurassic World Evolution, because mm. we were talking about that uh, earlier. Uh, did you know that there's skins in the Stixosaurus that glow? They're bioluminescent. I did know that because it's one of my favorite ones. The spot it looking weird as hell. Yeah. Oh, no, like, whenever I build, like, snow parks, mm. I often have, as well as the fuzzy ones, I have the ones that glow mm. at night. And then that where I, when I have it at night, it kind of looks like a Christmas-themed park. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, with all the lights. Yeah. So, like, I have, like, the play, the play, the Parasaurolophus that glow, and then the Styxosaurus that yeah. glow, alongside, like, some feathered Euteranus. That's uh, cool. I, um, I used to find, the, like, a lot of the marine animals in it, like, their, the appearance of a lot of them was kind of weird, like, the, uh... Elasmosaurus looking kind of dragony. Oh, that it actually like, grows on you over yeah, a, after a while. It's what they were, it's what they did with the Deinonychus in the first one. They're trying to make it distinctive visually yeah. from the other oh, one. I still found the Deinonychus um, ridiculous looking, but like I don't find the marine animals that you just need to take a bit of time to get used to them. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, all right. So well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact me at mattdeepmethodoncreator.com or uh, uh, this is the first time you've heard this, at paleobitespodcast at gmail.com. There we have an official email. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then on social media, it's at paleobitespod on Twitter and paleobitespodcast on Instagram. I need to get an official TikTok going yeah. because TikTok, for whatever reason, is where I'm getting a lot of my views. The algorithm there loves what me. What the hell? So, uh, you can f- find my uh, book on Me- Megazoic on Amazon, available for print and Kindle. Mm. No Ophthalmosaurus, because very, very little on the prehistoric uh, sea animals. There's a one point in the second book, uh, Mosasaurus with torpedoes on it. Ooh. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but yep, uh, that's it for this week. As I said, the end of the episode of Paleo Bites, I guess like... We start to drop pinks. You can't do that on the sneeze. No, you know what? No. I want to do my great uh, Salacious Crumb impression. Okay, here we go. <laughs> He's the little monkey lizard rat thing in Jabba's Palace. Oh, the laughing thing. Oh, no. Yeah, here we go. <clears throat> That's kind of creepy. Anyways, bye, listeners. <laughs> Rocky. <laughs>